Hey, Chummers, it's Devin here. So this episode and the next one that will be released next Saturday are both solo episodes for the remaining two characters. This one being for Cerberus and the next one being for Storm. Um, our scheduling got really messed up and a lot of things kind of popped up. So this is just kind of what works for everyone while still producing episodes. Uh, soon enough, we'll be back to a normal schedule. And then we will go back to having story time with Karma. But until then, enjoy. Basically, this is going to take place during the one week of downtime that happens after you redeem the job. So basically, so you destroyed the Yellowheads, uh, went to the Majesty, turned in the job, everyone got paid 2,000 New Yen, and Majesty was pretty much like, all right, I'll contact you, you know, when I have a job for you next. And you're basically going to have a week of downtime uh, within that week. What would you like? Did you have anything you wanted to do? Any skills you wanted to increase, uh, start increasing some skills, anything you wanted to learn, anything like that. You know, I'm confused on one thing. Did I tell the dude that Adam died, or sorry, what's, that um, Tiger died? Was that this run, or was that? That was last campaign. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was last campaign. <laughs> okay. Um, so in my downtown, I do want to work on a skill. Okay. Let me find my skill page. Um, but what skill did you want to work on? Did you want to learn a new skill, or are you upgrading a skill? Technically, I'm learning a new skill, I believe, because I don't think I had it. Which I didn't know I didn't have it. Um, I wanted to do the firearm skill, or the, what one are lit for pistols? Pistol. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, I don't have it, so I was going to learn just that one. Skills? Yeah. What I'm going to do for this? Okay. Is I'm gonna go talk to Muse. Is Muse home? Go knock, 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 knock. Uh, uh, you actually knock at Mute's door, and Mute isn't there. So we'll say we'll cut. So it's gonna be the 22nd is where we'll take place. So basically, after the 21st, because you guys did the highest of the 21st, uh, you guys you know went to your selective homes and you know rested, and this will be the 22nd morning. Um, yeah, you wake up in the morning. And you, you know, learned that you're not terribly, terribly too good with your pistol. So you wanted to learn better. You head over to where Mute is. And yeah, she doesn't seem to be home. Damn, well, I'll see if you're going to go to the fire range. Okay, I'm just going to go alone then. Okay, yeah, you head out to a fire range. Just, we'll say it's somewhere out in the Barrens. Um, and you pretty much spend the next two days learning that. Uh, if you want to, I believe you can increase or learn another skill. You have four days. I want to put, I want to learn some con. Con? I thought you had con. Oh, no, you have etiquette, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, how how did you want to learn that one? What did you plan on? How? To, so, like, going to the shooting range, that made sense. How did you plan on learning con? Did you have any kind of ways you wanted to go about that? I feel like part of me learned a little bit with the yellow face, or the yellow head, to be fair. Yeah. Um, you know, I just gonna spend my free time pretending to be a poor beggar to get some spare change. Okay, so yeah, after your days on the um, not a murder. <laughs> Fair. After your you know days on the gun range, uh, you check on their second day. You check back to see if you wants to go out there again. She still doesn't seem to be home. Uh, her house seems undisturbed. But so you know, you go out there. You learn how to get better with a pistol. And then you go out to a, uh, you just kind of, you know, 
wear your most ratty clothes, kind of throw some dirt on your face, go out to the streets and just kind of sit on a corner street with a can or rattle it at people when walking by. Um, it's pretty uneventful for the uh, two days that you stand out there. But yeah, you can spend your four karma to increase both of those by one. Do I get any money? Uh, yeah. Roll me. Roll me two d six. Eleven. Uh, okay. There you go. You learn. You earn eleven million. Nice. Bathroom. Uh, that was true. You can buy me my bag, like maybe a day's worth of a meal. <laughs> so yeah, basically you're just chilling in your little nook. We'll say it's uh, you know somewhat early in the morning, so you, didn't, you aren't able to set out on your plans quite yet. Uh, and you get a knock on your door. I check the door. I check through the people. You look through the people, and you see uh, Mara on the other side. I'm gonna. I know I have to open the door, so I'm gonna open the door and be like, "How's it going?" <laughs> ah, hello, Artemis. I'm fine. How are you? You know, was doing pretty good. Yeah. She kind of pushes into your, you know, nook area. I um need some. I need you to do something for me. I um, there's. Well, I'll just be straight with you. There's someone I need you to kill. I um, don't have much information on him. I have a way of getting information on him. And she pulls out a calm link and kind of just tosses it on a counter or your bed. Um, the man's name is Damien. I know he's somewhere in that calm link. I'm not too good with technology myself, but I know you are. I need you to do me a favor and, well, find out where he will be um, soon, obviously. And, well, do your thing. I will pay you for it. How soon do you need him? As soon as possible. Okay. That's my afternoon, then. Wonderful. Um, she kind of looks around the place. How is 3,000 new yen? That's better than you normally give me for a job like this. Is yes, someone well, special? No, not necessarily. He's just been causing a disturbance lately. Um, but do your techno babble thing and figure out his name. It was Damien. Um, I know he's well known doing his business. He likes to wear a nice blue suit. That's about all the information I have about his physical appearance. I figure you could, I don't know, set up somewhere at one of his meets and. Get him from afar. But you choose how you'd like to do it, I suppose. Is there anything you want me to bring back? Hair? A fingernail? No. I'll know when he's dead. Alright. Well. Alright. Well, have a nice rest of your day. And she kind of walks out. And yeah, you have a calm link sitting on your uh, bed. And is this Damien's calm link? Yes, this is Damien's the target you are assigned to. Well, you don't know. This comlink has information about Damien's location. You don't know necessarily. It was not stated that it is his, but I mean, it's someone he knows, obviously. Alright, when I get on the comlink and start doing some research. Um, the comlink is, is locked. It seems to be a password. Um, so yeah, you kind of, you know, grab the comlink, kind of sit on your bed and kind of, you know, lay down in a comfortable position as your body does go limp. And you kind of, you know, take a deep breath and you kind of leave your body almost and you get surrounded by the world of the Matrix. 
Um, there's not terribly too many um, icons out here in the crypt. Not a lot of people have really good technology or stuff like that. Um, or at least if they do, they don't have it running or anything like that. Um, and you see the comlinks icon on the matrix, but you also notice something a bit weirder. There seems to be some weird blurry icon, kind of not terribly too far for you. It's in your room, you could say. And it seems to just kind of be spewing code from it. But it's just kind of confusing. You've never seen something like it before. Is it coming from where the comm link should be? No, you see the comm link's icon in there. It's something else in your room. I'm going to get a little bit sidetracked and go for that bad boy. Uh, yeah, you get a bit closer to it, and it's Ooh, just... I, oh, oh, okay, sorry. I am hesitant of data bombs. <laughs> Fair. So how can I tell and make sure this isn't a data bomb just, like, planted in my room? Well, data bombs can only be planted in files. How do I know this isn't a file that's... Uh, because I, I, files are inside of icons, and icon itself cannot hold a data bomb. Okay. It, yes. You know if it was a file. Well, I guess not, because you don't know what this is, but you know it's some type of icon, at least. I guess for now, I'll make a matrix. I got six hit. Jesus. Okay, yeah, with your six hits, uh, you just kind of investigate it slightly more and get a bit closer to it. Um, don't worry, it doesn't explode. But as you get closer to it, the icon kind of, like, morphs instead of the blurriness. It kind of starts to take form a little bit. And it starts to take form in what looks like a humanoid male. Kind of about 5'9". He doesn't necessarily, he's a kind of green skin. He just kind of has green coloring onto him, but he is, it looks like his back is to you. There's still kind of code spewing from me. He's still kind of a little blurry and kind of like patchy every now and then, but. Oh shit, he's a green man too. He's a green man. Yeah, oh, green man gang. Um, so like, I don't know. Does this look like another person in the Matrix? Like an actual entity? Uh, Yeah, it looks like something kind of like how your sprites would look. But humanoid, because I assume yeah. sprites were less humanoid. Well, sprites can be humanoid. The sprites are pretty much whatever you want them to look like. So if you wanted a sprite that literally just looks like some average Joe, it could literally just be an average Joe. It could pretty much be whatever you look like. Although sprites normally don't have this weird glitchy effect to them. At least not that you've seen. Oh, um, I guess, can does it know I'm here? Uh, it, do, it doesn't seem to notice you at all. It has its back to you, so it doesn't seem to be um, acknowledging you if it is. I'm gonna hack it on the fly. Seven hits. Seven hits, yeah. So basically, how do you do this? Like, what does your character do? So, so for example, basically, um, some people, like, their hack on the fly, what their icon does, their avatar, they'll pull out a gun, like, shoot something, and it'll kind of shoot a mark onto it. Or some people, like, will punch something. What does your, what do you do in the Matrix to put a mark on it? You know those little, like, um, sticky bombs you always see them throw in the movie and they stick to someone and they beep? Yeah, okay. Okay, <laughs> so does it explode, or is it just like a small sticky bomb and it explodes? No, like it's just more like them? a little small dart, okay. but it's like one of those tracker not trackers, but beeper darts. Yeah, I get what you mean. So yeah, you kind of summon this small, like, little ball that starts beeping and you chuck it onto this icon. And it kind of, as it hits it, it kind of forms and you see the, um, the hit take place, or the mark take place, and it almost, like, just looks like it falls off of him, 
and he kind of stops for a second. You see him kind of tense up. He turns around. Oh. Oh, Artemis. Oh, I haven't seen you in a long, long time. Who How- are you? I've got an off the ghost. And yeah, as he goes to like ask how are you and as you kind of cut him off, you see his body kind of like collapse in on itself and kind of like just explode in like this ball of code and static. And you are alone in the matrix again, it seems. I don't know. I'd be confused. I'm confused. What happened? Where did Yeah, that's go? fair. Um... If you wanted to, like, try to investigate or, like, perceive around you, it'd be a Matrix Perception test. If that's yeah, what you're trying to do. I'll run that again. Yeah. I got three hits. Yeah, you kind of investigate, and as, like, you get closer kind of where he exploded, um, and there's nothing left. There was no proof that anyone was ever here besides you. Can I make a data bomb? Yeah, you can make a data bomb. You have, a fi- you have to have a file to put it in, but you can make a data bomb. Can I make a file? Put a slap a data bomb in it? I suppose, yeah. yeah. So, like, could you do that in your own comm link? Or, like, what yeah. would you do that in? No, oh, yeah, you could do that in your own comm link. You can have it basically where... So, you can't, like... So, you have to have it in a file of some kind. So, if you had, like, on your comm link a file that was labeled, like, secret information, and then someone entered that file without the right authorization, it would explode and do damage to them. Possibly frying whatever they're on. Could I make one that just goes in the matrix space, like, in my room? Or would it no. have to be on an object? Okay, so I'm yeah. going to put one on my comm link. Okay. And I'm going to name it, um, just, like, chat logs. Okay. I'll just write this down, just for the future. And then there is, let's see, so that's going to be the set data bomb complex action. Uh, you are going to roll your um, software plus logic. Two hits. Got it. So yeah, you basically set a data bomb on that file that's going to do 1d6 if anyone ever opens it without the proper authentication. So you can open it, but if anyone were to try to hack in your comm link and open it, they would um, get data bombed. And I guess now I'm going to try to hack into um, that comm link, the other comm link. Yeah, uh, the other comic thing there. Uh, how would you like to hack into it? Uh, brute force, hack on the fly. Uh, probably with this one, brute force. Yeah, right. Uh, Wouldn't that actually? I mean, you know what? So, is it easier to hack in with brute force or hack on the fly? Uh, I think your character might be built more towards hack on the fly. Uh, but they're not necessarily. It's pretty much the same outcome in this situation, at least. It's just more of how you want to do it. But I think you you are built. I think we did build you for hack on the fly. No, I am going to do hack on the fly. Okay. Uh, or brute force. And I'm going to aim for two mark. Okay. Because you can do that with brute force. And I got four hits. Oh, uh, cool. So, yeah, you, are, you successfully get two marks on there. Okay. Uh, yeah, so basically you have... Two marks on it, it is not quite, it doesn't register you as, like, pretty much an owner quite yet, or at least, you know, an admin on there, but uh, you have general access to pretty much everything on there besides, you know, kind of system stuff. I guess I'm going to do it again. Yeah, go ahead and roll. I got three hits. 
Yeah, no, okay. You were able to get your three uh, three marks on there, and you pretty much have full access to the thing. I would have had four marks, because I still took the negative dice well, pool. It can't go over three. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, three is the limit, so. Uh, but yeah, you basically crack it open with relative ease, and on the inside, it kind of looks like someone's stereotypical phone. Like, it has some a few games on there, um, a messaging app, a calendar, but, you know, nothing... At least from what you see without doing any, you know, searches through it, just kind of on the home screen, that seems to be about it. Is there a file for the messaging app? Uh, yeah, there's a, yeah. There's so a file can for I the try app. to crack that file? <laughs> uh, you don't have to. It's not locked or anything like that. You can just open the messaging app. What would I have to do to look for a data bomb? Is it just matrix perception? Yeah, I think it's a matrix per- perception. Go ahead okay. and make a roll. I got four hits. Um, although you're not 100% sure, you're fairly confident there's nothing there. Okay, I'm going to perform a matrix search. Um, okay. And I'm going to look for information on the Damien. That was his name, right? Yeah, so you just basically going through the messages, control F, the word Damien? It says you search the matrix for information about a topic. Yeah, basically you'd be searching. So do you want to search the matrix or do you want to search within this com link for the word Damien? Let's do within the com link. Okay. All right. So yeah, go ahead and roll. And uh, you're just basically, I'm assuming you're just going through the messages and searching through all the messages, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the first messages that pop up, because um, it kind of starts with the soonest and goes a bit higher. Um you see basically Damien has his own, like, chat log. Like, so this is a phone that was talking to a Damien. Basically, just reading the first few messages, it seems that Damien has a meet at a location out in the Redmond Barrens for a uh, gun buy, essentially. Someone seems to be buying guns from him. And it's just kind of like a casual conversation. The Damien replied, you know, Damien sends a message like, hey, just so someone knows, I'm meeting at this location tonight at uh, 10 p.m., uh, this gang is going to be buying guns from me. And just kind of... And then the person of this kind of replies, okay, be safe. So... And that's, like, literally the first, like, three seconds. Like, the first Damien word pop up, that's what you get from that. Okay. Um... Do I... Can I find any info on, like, who this guy is? Damien himself? Yeah, like... So uh, he's a weapons dealer. That you know of, yeah. So, did you want to go through the comic? Are you still basically going through the messages of Damien? Yeah, is there anything I should be con- like? I'm looking for stuff I should be concerned about. Like, is he a good shot or like? Um. So you look through this, and it seems that Damien isn't mentioned anywhere outside of this chat log between whoever's comic this is and Damien. Um. But as you read some of the message, it seems like these two have a romantic relationship. Uh... Okay. So, but, like, nothing of interest. Nothing, like... No, nothing. There's not... Basically, every now and then, it looks like Damien, whenever he seems to have a meet or something, he will tell this love interest. And actually, through the messages, you eventually learn uh, the owner of this comm link, their name is Abigail. Uh, Abigail. Yeah, at least that's what Damien refers to them as. Um, Basically, you learn that Damien will send Abigail basically the location of his meets, um, but nothing really too much else on the information part the rest seems to be just kind of chat logs of like you know when they plan on meeting up and going on dates and 
relationship stuff. It doesn't seem to be terribly too much about business. Okay. Well, I guess, um, what time is it about now? Uh, what time do you want it to be? I don't know. I probably started working on, on this as soon as Mara came by, so. Yeah, I think it was, I said it was early enough for you to just pretty much be, before you go, we'll say it's about 9 a.m. Uh, you've been working on this for, let's see, maybe in real life, 15 seconds. Okay. So, probably, I'm gonna continue my work on my, what skill was I working on? My con. Okay. So yeah, you can continue the next couple of hours doing that, and we'll say by the end of that, you will have filled it out completely. So And then, yeah, I'm going to head to the, what you said, the Redmond Barrens? Yeah, the address. Near the, the Target Barons. location and try to scope out a good spot later in okay. the evening. All right, what it was like 10 at be? night, right? Yeah, it's set for 10 p.m. What time are you showing up there? Well, what's the bus routes that are outside? Uh, let's see, that's a lot of walking, and let's see, uh, where do you, do you live in the P1 or Auburn? Puyallup? 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 Do you live in Puyallup? Puyallup? Yeah, I think think they're the Puyallup Barons. Okay, I can never fucking pronounce that right the first time. Alright, so yeah, you, um, it's, we'll say it's like a, it's gonna take you like four hours to get there. Okay, um... I'll probably leave around four. Um, okay, uh, what are you bringing with you? My handheld game console. I'm okay. going to bring my sniper. Okay. Some ammo. As always, okay. I'm going to wear my armor and a cloak. Okay. Just in case, I'm going to bring a med kit, but I probably won't need it. Helpful. Okay. My pistol. Okay. And I think I used all my TNT for I bring some. Yes, we did use it. Yeah. Uh, got, and you can pretty much take the TNT and the detonator. You can take those both off because the detonator is set for only that certain bundle of TNT. Oh, and my sin, of course, gonna bring that. Oh, got it. Okay, so yeah, uh, you continue. You hop on there. Um, no one really bothers you. The red, uh, the the baron, the bus that travels around the barons is pretty much always full of sketchy people, and it's not uncommon for people to bring weaponry on there. It's an automated bus, so there's no bus driver or anything like that. You get some looks for people being a smaller child or, you know, being a smaller figure. No one can quite make up your age because they can't quite see you. But, you know, you're carrying around a sniper rifle on you. It's not necessarily him. Uh, so you get a few, like, dirty and suspicious looks, but no one seems to bother you. Uh, you continue there, and you're getting there about 8 p.m. Uh, so you get dropped off. You walk over to the location. Um, it's a not terribly too far out in the Redwood Barrens. But basically, the location I'll describe for you. So there's a factory where it seems it seems like an old abandoned factory. That seems to be where the setup is. And across the streets, like just kind of some, it's kind of surrounded by you know apartments nearby. Um, uh, they also look relatively abandoned, or at least homeless live there. Uh, and you see, as you approach in the factory, there seems to be about three pickup trucks and a group of guys just kind of sitting around tr- drinking and talking. Do comments have names attached to them, or, like, are they completely ambiguous? Like, if I were to go and look in the Matrix at comlinks, I'd have no idea who they are, right? It depends on if the comlink had, like, you know, it's kind of like my phone. Like, my phone doesn't necessarily, like, it has, it's not necessarily named straight up, like, hey, this is Devin's phone, but I could probably change my phone's name to be that. Or if you were to search through, like, you know, the information on the phone, you'd probably find out who it is. So it just kind of depends on if the person set their phone to say their name, essentially. Were there any, when I was going through info, there was no pictures in their conversation log, right? Uh, no. 
Okay. So I have no idea what Damien looks like. I know he wears a blue suit. Yes. Are any of these men wearing a blue suit? Uh, no, these look like your stereotypical gangers. They look almost like what the yellowheads were wearing, just kind of rough, dirty clothes. They, they don't have the yellow head, of course. They just seem to be some another run-of-the-mill gang. Um, but no one in here is even close to a suit. Okay, um, I guess then I'm going to try to find... Is there any buildings around that I can set up camp? Yeah, so there's pretty much apartment buildings surrounding the outside area. And they seem to be mostly relatively abandoned. Okay, I'm going to go into those. Yeah, so you just kind of pick one. Uh, We'll say pretty much almost all of them are three to four stories, um, not including the roof. Where would you like to set up? Kind of In, like, the four story in a room. Okay, yeah, so you kind of make your way through a building. Uh, you kind of pick one that's, like, still somewhat well-preserved and not completely looks like if someone accidentally kicked it, it would stumble and explode on itself. Um, on the first couple of floors, you see some homeless people just kind of, well, at least maybe some living homeless people kind of, you know, taking shelter for the night. Um, no one really bothers you. Um, you notice, you know, in the corner, a bunch of people doing, like, you know, flicking needles and injecting themselves with stuff near or around a fire, but no one seems to bother you terribly too much. And you make your way up to the fourth area. Uh, you aren't alone in the room. There doesn't seem to be anywhere really you can get alone around here, um, at least inside, because it's very much, there's a lot of homeless people in here, um, and there's no door or anything like that. But you're in a room. We'll say there's only like one homeless guy kind of tucked away in the corner. He just kind of looks at you as you walk in and ignores you. Uh, oh, can I actually change what I, one thing I brought? Sure. I don't know if it's too late. So I had that kamikaze. I had one extra dose because the that guy gave it. it to me. Yep. Can I, like, show it to the, the dude and be like, here, this is yours. But you don't say anything about what's about to happen in the next few hours. The old guy kind of get out of the corner, kind of, like, shuffle over to you. Like, he kind of, like, nods himself, like, hey, hey, all right, all right. And hands out his hand shakily. I give it to him. He takes it and just kind of, like, puffs it. Oh, drops the inhaler, goes back to the corner, just kind of slides down the wall back into the corner. Okay, and I guess I'm just going to wait. Got it. Yeah, you start waiting. Uh, every now and then, uh, the guy in the corner that is now high on kamikaze just kind of fidgets every now and then really loudly or just kind of like randomly lets out a yell for a bit. Uh, but after about, I think it lasts 10 minutes or so, um, after about 10 minutes, he just kind of like stops for a bit and then just like almost what seems like he just stops entirely. And it looks like he's fallen unconscious as he starts to snore slightly. Oh, so did I kill him? No, nah, I didn't kill him. That'd be funny, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, you wait, um, and eventually, about 9.59, a SUV pulls up in front of the road, in front of the factory, turns into the factory. It's a relatively nicer-looking SUV. Uh, kind of pulls up, backs into where basically the trucks are kind of, you know, in like a half circle, backs into the middle of the trucks. The, bo- the back opens, and a man in a blue suit steps up. And as you're watching, he kind of walks around to kind of like shakes hands with one of the gangers. Kind of they the gang start the gang member starts the gang members start unloading the truck. It looks like they're have crates full of something and you know, you see some things traded in between them. And it seems that the man in the blue suit's just kind of watching over as they uh you know talk make small talk and uh 
unload the car or unload the SUV. How many people? So besides the gang members, how many people are there here? Uh, besides the gang members, it looks like just the man in the blue suit. He doesn't seem to have anyone in him, but at least that exited the vehicle. I'm gonna go and take aim. Okay. Uh, so you, you used the take aim action? Yeah. Okay. And of course, as always, I'm going to do what's it called? Called shot. You're gonna do a called shot. Got it. Um, I'm assuming you're you're doing. Uh, wait, hold on, hold on. Are you targeting vitals? I assume. Yeah. Okay, so that's gonna be a minus one penalty uh, and a plus two to your damage burial. Although since you took aim, that minus one is getting canceled out. So if you just roll your normal long arm plus agility. I'm going to edge that. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead and add your um, edge pool. I got four and Go ahead and add an extra one dice on there. Oh, why? Because you add your edge pool to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I'll and then you're gonna... let me roll one dice. We'll see if that one hits. Okay, so I got four hit. Uh, since he is surprised, he does not mean to make a defense test. Or at least is not able to dodge. What's your damage on your sniper rifle? Yeah, it is damage 12p. Got it. So you were doing 14p to him, uh, plus your four net hits, so 18p in total. Uh, how would you like to kill him? So I just aim, like, straight for the head. Yeah, you take, shot. Yeah, take aim at his head. Pull the trigger, the bullet just woozes through there. Uh, you have a suppressor, so, you know, it barely even makes a sound as a bullet kind of, you know, flies through the air, pierces through his head, kind of pierces through one of the SUV's windows. Uh, he kind of drops to the ground, looks like he might drop something as well. Uh, the gangers all freak out as they all, like, kind of grab arms, look around real fast, and then you hear, you see one of them kind of shake their hand up in the air. Uh, they load what they can back into the trucks, everyone hops in the trunks. And they all drive off with the SUV and a dead body sitting there in the middle of the factory. I'm going up to that body. You got a car. Okay. Uh, do you wait at all or you just book it outside the building? I'm going to probably, like, wait until they're gone. Like, okay. gone. And I'm going to make sure no homeless people go for my pickings. Okay. So <laughs> you wait about 10 minutes for, the, you know, after they drive off. No one seems to approach the factory at all. All right, I'm going. Okay, yeah, you kind of put the sniper on your back, head back down the stairs. You know, no one really pays too much attention to you once again. Uh, some of them kind of look a bit more frightened of you, as, you know, your gun still makes sounds relatively close by, so at least some of them probably heard the, piss, uh, the sniper shot. Uh, but you head out, head over to the factory. Uh, you walk up, it looks kind of like a, a long black hair, kind of like in a ponytail. Uh, a bit of a light beard bullet just kind of straight through his head and blue suit that's now mostly covered in blood. Uh, I'm going to rustle through, through that suit for some keys. Okay, go ahead and roll a skill. Um, what kind of <laughs> skill would this be? Oh, palming, I guess? No. I don't know. I would search him up and down until I found keys. Okay, so yeah, you search him up and down. You eventually find a keys. Uh, also, while you're searching through him, you do find a, um, um, you find his wallet, and basically it looks like he had about 50 new yen on him. Um, but yeah, you also find a pair of keys to what looks like his SUV. <laughs> I 
I am going to go check inside the SUV. What's in the SUV? Uh, it looks like basically the gangers pretty much cleared out the SUV. There doesn't seem to be anything inside of it at all. Besides, like, there's a coffee cup in there that had, you know, coffee that's a bit cold now. Any personal items? Nope, nothing in here. Like a murder van. Perfect for me. Do I oh, know how to also, start a car? Sorry. Uh, you also do find a comm link on him as well, if you cared about that at all. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you take it as well. Um, it's locked and all that, but not important. Uh, yeah. Can uh, oh, someone yes? track that comm link back to me. Yes, they can. Tra- well, they can't track it back to you, but I mean, they can track the comm link. How could I destroy? Could I make it to where they can't? Um. Yeah. So basically, you would have to essentially. Uh, use a hardware, uh, long-term hardware, hard, I can't pronounce the word, uh, hard, hardware, long-term hardware skill test to basically where you physically go inside the contacts or inside the comm links, like wires and stuff and rewire it to basically erase its ownership and basically kind of scrub it of everything like that. You won't scrub any of the data off of it, but you basically delete who the previous owner from it. And if it, unless it had bugs or something like that, possibly if it had a tracker on it, then, well, you wouldn't even know unless you had something to find the trackers, and to which you would need that device to get rid of them. So with format device, it says you re- rewrite and boot the code for the device. The next time it would reboot, it instead shuts down for good or until software can be replaced. A device that has been shut down in this fashion loses all of its wireless conversation wireless modifiers and cannot be accessed from the matrix, right? So, yeah, basically, you just shut off the device. Oh. You actually literally just turn it off. Oh, okay. Okay, well, I'll figure that out later. For now, I am going to take it. Okay, so yeah, typically what you want to do is if it has possible, like, trackers on it or anything like that, typically you just want to turn off the device and then keep it on you, and basically you want to get within an area of an area drammer that's going to basically produce a bunch of noise to it won't be able to get tracked through it, and then while you're in that area, rewire it to basically erase all that possible tracking data. Okay. Uh, that's something you'll do in the future. Uh, so yeah, you pocket that, you get in the SUV, close the door, uh, you notice one of the back windows has a sniper bullet through it, um, and you see your bullet in the back kind of covered in blood. Um, you know how to turn on a car. You stick in the keys, turn it on, you feel the engine kind of rev up, and you don't know how to drive a car. I do know what the gas pedals do. You do that. know how to, yep, you know how to do that. Um, How so, hard could it be? Yeah, where would you like to take this? Back to the crypt? Someplace, like, near the crypt. But okay. The crypt. Um, so you do know that um, a nice vehicle like this probably shouldn't stay in the barrens as anywhere you leave it it's basically going to get taken apart and scavenged for parts so there's the bus route right yeah so i'd walk to the bus route but then i'd hop on the bus and go somewhere into the city what's like a good point like only like an hour half an hour trip from there do you get what i'm saying yeah let me pull up the map real fast like an apartment complex that wouldn't know that a car's not Legal. Right. Uh, the only thing you'd have to worry about that is it might possibly eventually get towed. 
just because. Well, you know, if I'm moving it around a lot. Yeah, if you're moving it around, but you know, as long as you're doing that, it's probably not that big of an issue. Uh, so let's see. You were in Payalup. Uh, you're kind of farther out. Um, since the crypt is kind of a bit farther into Pia- uh, into Pialop, there's not anywhere closest. The closest you're probably going to get where it probably won't get to, like completely taken apart, at least not for a while, is probably in the Tacoma area. And like, how long on the bus would that be to get there? Um, well, walking all the way to the bus station, probably, let's see, well, I don't know, maybe like a 15-minute bus ride. How long is walking to the bus? Uh, well, from where the crypt is, which I believe I said it pretty much, uh, I don't remember where I set up the crypt, but probably about 30 to an hour. 30 minutes okay. being like if you just use direct roads and pretty much beeline it there. Okay, I can do that. So yeah, I'll pretty much take it like, we'll say an hour and 30 minutes to get from the crypt to where you will be parking the SUV. Perfect. Okay. Um, there is a risk that Randomly, if you don't move it round enough or change locations, it might possibly get towed. Or, yeah. um... Someone will see that it's a stolen vehicle. Yeah, possibly. If Knight Errant drives around and notice, hey, that's not, that's a stolen car, they might investigate in that. Um, or it might get scavenged for parts. So, you could potentially not have a car at some point, but as long as you're careful, it probably can't be linked back to you. Okay, cool. Drive it Got it. Uh, go ahead and make me a driving test, which is agility minus one. I'm gonna drive like a grandma. I'm not gonna like. This is my first car, and I am very excited to have stolen this vehicle. Uh, yeah, you drive basically. If it wasn't towards the middle of the night, uh, and there were people around, uh, you'd probably have night errant called on you because of your driving. Like someone would assume you're super high or super drunk. Uh, but since you're in kind of a shittier area. Um, you accidentally, like, at some point kind of, like, start panicking and, like, drive into a trash can or something, so the car has, you know, some minor dents on it and a lot Perfect. of angry drivers. Brings down the value. They are yeah, gonna steal this car because <laughs> it's got trash cans. Uh, but yeah, so you, uh, go back there, uh, you hop on a bus and, you know, well, you know, the bus doesn't take you very far, you, you know, pretty much only a few minute bus ride, and then you start walking back through the Barrens. Uh, it's late enough with your cloak and, you know, you're able to just sneak through the barrens without attracting any terrible attention. Uh, you head back to your crypt. And anything else you want to do for the night? I'm going to go check on Mute. I'm fairly concerned that she hasn't come back by now. You check on Mute, knock on her door, there's no answer. Apartment, it pretty much looks exactly the same as it did before. I'm going to send her a text and be like, hey, are you okay? You haven't been back in a few days uh yeah the message goes through and um you don't get a message for a while about 30 minutes to an hour later you'll eventually get a message back and it says i'm stopping by in the morning i need to talk to you privately we don't ask questions over calmly because there's yeah 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 um i said okay sounds good um i'll be at your place in the morning okay uh, you don't get a response to that, but you head back to your place. You sleep with your cat, Marvin? Yeah. Yeah, that's your cat's name. Okay, I wasn't sure if I remember your cat's name. Um, wake up in the morning, eventually. Um, you know, at any point in time, you you know get dressed for the day, whatever. You head out towards where Mute is, not terribly too far, you know, within the crypt. Uh, and you see her door is slightly cracked as you approach it. 
I'm gonna make a perception test. What the fuck is go going ahead. on here? Go ahead and roll me perception. Yeah, four hits. Nice. Uh, yeah, so you basically, you kind of examined the door. Uh, are you opening the door at all, or just examining from the outside? Just kind of examining and kind of listening. Like, does anything sound off? Yeah, uh, how close are you getting to the door? Fairly close, but not, like, too okay. close. So, like, a foot or two away from it, or a couple yeah. inches? Okay. Yeah. Uh, just to see how much you pick up on. Uh, so, yeah, first thing you notice about the door is... It doesn't look like it was a forced entry. Like, there's no, like, damage done to the door or the door frame. It looks like someone just kind of forgot to close it. And what you picked on, you hear what sounds like a female on the inside kind of talking to herself really hastily. You're not able to pick up on any of the words or anything like that. It kind of sounds like mute, though. Okay, I'm gonna kind of, like, lightly knock, but kind of like, you know, when you knock and you're going in already? Yeah, you knock, and as you kind of, the knock opens the door, uh, you see basically what looks like Mute's apartment has like, pretty much been starting to pack up. It looks like it was kind of thrown around a tad bit, and then it looks like you see a few boxes and like, briefcases set around, and you see Mute kind of standing in the middle, like holding some stuff, see you, and she kind of like, oh thank god, and she runs over, kind of slams the door behind you, kind of pushes you in, locks the door, Hey, what's going on? Artemis, I... I'm gonna need your help for someone. Um... Uh, okay, so I don't tell you a lot about my personal life. Someone killed my boyfriend, and I think I know who. 